0: sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and exceedingly glad. Come on and bless the name of the Lord this morning. This is the day that God has given us another day to be here, another day to praise his holy name. Oh, we can bless God better than that. Come on. If you know God is great and greatly to be praised, can we stand to our feet and bless his holy name? Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. We bless him. For another day's journey. He didn't have to do it, but I'm so glad, so glad that he did. Amen. Amen. So good to see each of you, my father's children. Won't you join me in a moment of prayer? Eternal God, our father, how grateful, how thankful we are for this day that you have given unto us a day unlike any other. God, you knew this day before it came. And you saw fit to allow us to see it, yes, yes. not because we're so good, but because you're so great. And so God, we say thank you this morning. Thank you for bringing us through another week. All that we've come through, all that we've experienced, the ups and the downs, the trials and the challenges. The sun and the rain. The cold and the warmth. For each and every experience, God, we've learned to say thank you. Bless your holy name. God, now we pray for these who have gathered in this sacred space. We pray, O Lord, that you will meet us here. abide with us speak to us because God the truth of the matter is we come with many different expectations many different needs many different desires some come with heads hung low some come having cried themselves to sleep last night some come depressed and distraught but father thank god that we're just able to come (laughs) we're able to come and come before you with thanksgiving come before you weak weary and worn but we're here and so god in this moment we pray that you meet us with your grace That you match our coming, O God, with with more of your power. Strengthen us. So that when we leave here, we will be encouraged. We will be inspired. We will be strengthened. To go on a little bit further. And see what the end's going to be. Speak now, for we stand in need of your word. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, (laughs) no other name that we know to call but the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, and for his sake, amen, amen, And amen. Come on. We've come to lift up the name of the Lord. And we're going to lift his name on high this morning. Amen. We want you to remain standing. And let's sing with the virtual voices in this praise team as we lift his name on high. Anybody come to
1: lift his name this morning? Come on. Put your hands up. But I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you came to sing. I'm so glad you came to sing. Say it again, say it again, Lord. Lord, I love your name, oh God. I love to sing your praises. i love to sing your came I'm so glad you came to sing.
2: scripture for the morning will come from a chapter of John verses 31 to 32 and it reads as follows. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciple. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pause to say thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for ordering our steps and putting your hedge of protection around our families daily. We say a special prayer for those families that are suffering from bereavement. Father, we ask that you keep them encouraged and remind them to look to the hills which cometh our help, as all our help comes from you. We thank you for our pastor that will be providing the spoken word this morning. And despite the challenging times, we are so thankful for the ability to remain connected to our K-Chapel Church family. Father, I ask that today's lesson inspires us all to remain faithful in our work of being the type of Christians that you intended us to be, we ask these and other blessings in your Son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. 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 We lift His name on high. Amen. Amen.
1: I know that look, y'all. Here we go. What do you, you know that happen? look? You know that look. Lead me, guide me along the way.
0: Is that anybody's prayer this morning? Oh,
1: I want you to lead me.
0: somebody would help me sing the verse. I am weak Forgiving, Amen, Amen. I'm sorry. I just felt that in my spirit, young deacon. I'm saying I know you're ready, Amen. Bless you. Listen, let's get ready to give. You know, you who are here in person, we want you to give by way of the collection baskets that are placed at the uh, entrance and exits as you leave and come in. Hopefully, you've already had a chance to do that. If you have not, uh, once you depart, we ask that you give in the baskets that will be placed at the exits. For those of you who are joining us online, we want you to be give by way of the church app or by way of texting the number that's on your screen as always you can drop your offering off at the office whatever you do however you do it we want you to do two things give so liberally and give so cheerfully for the lord loves a cheerful giver amen amen the voices are coming back
2: today as it will be used for the uplifting up to your kingdom as we journey through the days ahead we ask father that you prepare our journey guide our footsteps and the holy spirit watch over us on every path we follow through jesus christ our lord amen
3: let us all say amen you know the other night i was listening to pastor buckley And he made a statement that has so much significance. He said, yes, our sisters and brothers need our prayers. But then there are many occasions where we ask God to do things that we can do. It's okay for us to ask the Lord to help us and to bless our brother and to have mercy on our sisters and brothers. But there are so many things we can do, brothers and sisters, to help those that are bereaved, those that are sick, those that are in the hospital, those that are in nursing homes. Even if you cannot go and visit, just remember that the mailman runs every day except Sunday and holidays. It's now time for the ministry of one another. Romans 12.10 tells us be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. And the Amplified Bible says it this way. Be devoted to one another with authentic brotherly affection as members of one family and give preference to one another in honor. Let us continue to pray for our bereaved families. Deacon Marcus Gentry lost his father, Deacon Coy Gentry, and that funeral service for Deacon Gentry will be held here at Cade Saturday, February 12th, at one o'clock. Sister Ollie Beaton and Sister Polly Johnson lost their 30-year-old great-nephew little brother, Quaylen Smith. And a memorial service for Brother Smith was held on yesterday in Columbus, Mississippi. Deaconess Helen Luster, she lost her mother, Miss Ethel Gordon. That funeral service is being held at this time. It started at 11 o'clock today in Greenwood, Mississippi. In the hospital and in nursing homes, we still have Sister Robbie Singleton. She's in St. Dominic Hospital, and she's in room 4508, 4508. And she is taking calls, and she's asking for the prayers of the church as well. Sister Robert Edwards continues to recover, and she is in the rehabilitation unit. Remember, brothers and sisters, pray when you can. Visit where you can. And each and every day of your life, just thank our Lord and our God that you can. Amen. Amen, amen. In just a
0: few minutes, we're going to have a moment where we Recognize why we look the way we look this morning. Uh, but before we do that, in in um, preparation for that, as we uh, recognize our HBCUs, uh, Toya is here, um, and uh, I want her to come because uh, I want her to give us some information about graduates, our seniors who will be graduating, and we want to send some of them. Amen. Y'all talk to me if you can. (laughs) We want to send them to our HBCUs, but we're going to hear about our graduating seniors and all that we have planned for them this upcoming year. God bless you. Thank you, Toya.
4: Good morning, Kay Chapel. My name is Toya Brown, and I represent our our youth department's futures ministry. It is now that time again that we prepare our upcoming seniors for that proud moment of high school recognition. Here at Cade, it has been tradition that through our Backlord Sunday, we extend the opportunity for our young graduates and college scholars to parade before our congregation. The Futures Ministry will now be accepting forms starting today, now through April 30th, 2022, from our graduating Cade High School seniors and college graduates to be recognized during Backlord Sunday, May 29, 2022. Forms may be obtained through email requests only by submitting to Futures Ministry, kchapel at yahoo.com. The absolute deadline for submission will be April 30th, 2022. Our primary form of communication this year will be through emails. All participants, please monitor your emails because this is our way that we'll be communicating. Of course, if you need any more in- additional information, Please do not hesitate to text one of the future ministry members' numbers as you see on the screen. Thank you, and we look forward to celebrating that proud moment again with our 2022 graduates.
5: Good morning, Kay Chapel. I don't know if you can see this online, but I have on my Parker representing Lincoln University. Lincoln University, y'all heard of that one? Lincoln University, Lincoln, Pennsylvania. I think that deserves a hand. Now we're gonna go backwards and we're gonna leave the best for last because best for last is right here in Mississippi. And I wanna start in each of the outer, outer aisles. Tell me your school that you graduated from that's not in Mississippi. All right, just stand up and call out the name of the school, HBCU, that you graduated from. Tennessee State is in the house! All right, who else? Okay, I I thought I saw another shirt back there that's not a Mississippi shirt. You you not shame? Okay, we not shame. Okay, we all Mississippi. So, Let's start with Valley State University. All Valley State, please stand. Come on now, let's give them a hand like you're at the football game. All right. All Corn State University. Come on now, All Corn State University. All right. Okay, how about... Jackson State University. Woo. How about Tougaloo College?
1: Woo.
5: Okay, did I leave out someone? Russ, oh my Lord, my daughter's gonna kill me. Russ College! All I know, I got three grands representing Russ College up on the front seat. All right, now, you know what? This past month has been troubling for many of us. Anytime we can have a state government that decides that um, critical race analysis and discussions don't need to happen, and they are so powerful in their objection to talking about our history that they pass a piece of legislation. Now, what does that say about us? It says that we're not going to take it. We support our historically black colleges and universities. We support our history. We support our heritage. And the pastor this morning has decided that uh, the best way to rebuke the devil is when you go in prayer. Right. So every university, I want you to have someone come down front, to represent. Let Let's start with Russ College. Let me have one of those grands come down front. Jackson State University, down front for us. Uh, come on, Valley State. Uh, who Who else is it? Who's not? Gonna... Okay, Valley Valley is here, isn't it? Yeah, Valley is here. Where's Tougaloo? Let me have a Tougaloo representative. Come on, right on down. Allcorn. come on, right. Stand right here on the other side. And, and then uh, I, I want somebody that, let's have two people stand on the outside for all HBCUs nationwide. We cannot have anybody threaten us. Nobody can threaten us. Nobody can threaten us and make us be afraid to open our doors. Is that right? So here we are this morning. And we are going to pray. We're going to pray for our schools. We're going to pray for our administrators. We're going to pray for our students. Come on now, y'all. Is anybody with me? We're going to pray for the power of God to be upon this nation to understand that they would not have half of what's in this country if it was not for the education of black people in this country and black educational institutions. Let us pray. God of our weary years. God who has brought us through the highs and lows in this nation. We thank you, Lord, that there were those who knew that our children, that black children, could not get a reasonable education. If we had not started our own institutions, Mary McLeod Bethune, Washington, Carver, and we could name them. Go down the road, Lord, with all the people that that just have had a tremendous impact. The other Sunday I preached about Byron Rebels. God, we thank you that there were those who knew that education did not depend on somebody else, that it depended on us, pulling our children together, going up under trees when we had to, before we could put the bricks and the mortar together. And God, this morning we're lifting every historically black college in the united states of america we're lifting every college president right now god we're asking you to cover them give them what they need we're lifting every alumni this morning and god we're asking you to let them understand that the seeds of their pockets that the evidence of their education is when they reinvest in their historically black college and university we are praying this morning For every black child that's in a college this morning, God, we're asking you to let them open up their heads and their hearts, God, and let them learn. Let them learn not only of the school, but learn of you, Lord Jesus. God, we are asking you to look upon every leader in this country, every state legislator, every national congress member, and let them understand that our schools, our institutions have to have the same level of support as non-black institutions. God, we are asking you this morning to forgive anybody that want to do harm to a black school. God, we're asking you to guard the gates of every school. We're asking you to be there for everyone that has to be on staff, all the security guards, all of the faculty, God. We're asking you to be with them and lift them and guide them and protect them. And, Lord, we will never, ever forget to give you all the praise for everything that you have done for us. It is in the name of Jesus. And every HBCU graduate, every child that has had the benefit of HBCU, I'm asking you to join me in saying amen, amen, and amen.
1: Stay free.
0: brother let it be clear that we love this country we have died for this country we fought for this country
1: right, right, right.
0: and all that we really ask for in return was freedom.
3: Uh, that's right. That's right. Freedom. Yes, sir. Yes,
0: sir. Freedom from assault and attack. That's right. That's right. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom from being discriminated against just because of the shade of our skin. Freedom. We didn't do anything to folk who put us in chains. But I thank God this morning that the Lord Jesus knows something about being free. In fact, these words, John 8 and 31 and 32, where he says, If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and they They shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. I want to preach this morning about the truth, the truth, the truth. On Tuesday of last week. Mississippi HBCUs began receiving in the early hours of the morning threats of domestic violence, specifically bomb threats that had also been made against other HBCUs across the country. While we can be somewhat relieved that it appears that these threats had no credibility to them, we should not lose sight of the fact that even though the FBI has since indicated that the perpetrators of these threats were, quote, tech savvy juveniles. Let us be clear that these threats have a history of racial hatred. Be sure, these are not just kids being kids. But this is what happens when hate propaganda is spread and fueled by hate-filled adults. This is what happens when hatred, ignorance, and technology intersect.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: The only thing missing in that equation is resources. That's, right. that's why we must take this seriously, because given the resources, those threats could have been made good. That's right. These threats have a history of violence and death associated with them and just as they have an intended audience they have an intended purpose to incite fear to create disruption and to strangle truth. These our HBCUs are the campuses where creative genius and inquisitive intrigue have been nurtured for generations, producing some of this nation's greatest leaders past and present. From Marion Wright Ellerman to Vice President Kamala Harris. Martin Luther King Jr. to Oprah Winfrey, Sean Combs to Rick Ross, Michael Strahan to Jerry Rice, HBCUs have a track record of producing greatness. And while we do so oftentimes with less resources and lesser facilities, there is no greater space for black students to be affirmed in their brilliance and in their beauty and to be exposed to the truth than at HBCUs. It stands the reason why historically black colleges and universities then are a target. With the track record as ours, succeeding against the odds, producing critical thinkers, leaders, entrepreneurs, and entertainers who help to craft the policies of this nation and change the cultural norms of this country by knowing and telling the truth. It stands the reason. Stands the reason why they would come. For us. But I'm reminded this morning of Joseph in the Old Testament, who was also targeted. Targeted because of his dreams. Targeted because of his specialness. Targeted because of the Father's favor upon him. They said of Joseph, we will kill him and see what happens to his dreams. See what happens to his truth. And even though they did everything they could to get rid of Joseph simply because of his audacity to dream, the record is that the Lord was with him. Thrown into a pit and left for dead, but the Lord was with him. Put him in jail, but the Lord was with him. Made a servant, but the Lord was with him. And as soon, soon as he was able uh, to look his perpetrators in the eye, he said to them, You meant it for evil. But God used it for good. Do I have a witness in here? You meant it for evil. The things that you did, the things that you said, the policies that you enacted, the legislation that you drafted. You meant it for evil, but God used it. He used it for good. Poet William William Cullen Bryant said it like this, truth that is crushed to the earth shall rise again. Maya Angelou picked that up and remixed it saying, you may write me down in history with your bitter and twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like the dust I'll rise. You may shoot me with your words and cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still like the air I will rise. And then she brought that thing to a climatic crescendo. Angelou said, leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into the daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. Why? Why? Why could she rise? Why could we rise? Because truth that is crushed to the earth shall arise again. And that's what the enemy does not understand. They bombed our churches, but we kept rising. They burned our sanctuaries, but we kept rising. They beat the bodies of black men and black women, but we kept rising. They redlined us, but we kept rising. They disenfranchised us, but we kept rising. They discriminated against us, but we kept rising. They finally gave us the right to vote. But they, no, they didn't give it to us. We took it. We kept rising. And you better believe that threatening us will not keep us from rising. You may wonder why, Preacher, Pastor Buckley, why are you taking our Sunday morning? We ought to be talking about Jesus and the church. Why are you talking about Tougaloo and Jackson State and what business does the church even have with HBCUs? But let me remind you that many of our HBCUs, have their beginnings in the bosom of the black church. V.I. Right. Love, yeah. Jackson State University began as Natchez Seminary That's right. in 1877, founded by H.P. Jacobs, a black pastor and president of the Mississippi Baptist Convention, the very convention I'm privileged to now serve. He founded that seminary in Natchez, Mississippi, a seminary that later moved to Jackson as Jackson College and later becomes Jackson State University in 1974. It has its bosom in the black church. Tougaloo College began with the American Missionary Association and has important connections with the Disciples of Christ Church. Russ College, established by the Freedman's Aid Society of the Methodist Episcopal Church. Morehouse and Spelman both began in the basements of black Baptist churches in Atlanta. There's a long history of the black church and the historically black college that must be remembered, but also must be renewed, renewed by contributing to annual funds. Renewed by being active members of alumni associations. Renewed by promoting these jewels whenever they can be. Because truth that is crushed to the earth shall arise again. But we must make it rise. My brothers and sisters, truth. Truth, unfortunately, is under attack in this country. Some years ago. A new terminology was introduced into the American lexicon. It was a phrase used by then counselor to 45, Kellyanne Conway. She said that the press secretary Terry, the day earlier had offered in an interview some alternative facts. Alternative facts. Facts. That's what she said. Without blinking an eye, she looked in the camera and told us that these were just some alternative facts. I'd never heard of alternative facts before. I didn't know alternative facts existed. But ever since the utterance of those words, it has become clear that there are some in this country who live under the delusion of alternative facts. So much so that they would have you to believe that what you have seen with your own eyes, you didn't see. Wish I had a witness here. You might as well say amen. You know I'm right about it. Can we solve people? Scale the walls of the U.S. Capitol. We saw it. We saw with our own eyes forced entry into the halls of democracy. We saw that. We saw that. They didn't make that, wasn't a, that wasn't a play, that wasn't a TV program. We saw that. We saw the destruction of property and the desecration that took place on January 6th. We saw lawmakers being escorted out of the chambers by armed security. We saw that. We saw lawless and lewd people freely ransacking the offices of national leaders. We saw that. And now you have people attempting to rewrite history and say that you didn't see what you saw. Truth is under attack. Jesus says in our text, I'm going to get to the text. Jesus says in our text today, you shall know the truth. And the truth will set you free. My brothers and sisters, as believers, we cannot be afraid because truth is on the chopping block. For I heard the apostle Paul say in Philippians 4 and 3, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. In other words, we must not shrink from truth just because it's being attacked. But we must continue to know, share, and keep our minds sharp on what truth is. Concentrating our efforts on that which is true centering our thoughts on that which is true, and making the world a better place where honesty is upheld and integrity is value and ethics are honored, and morality is measured by operating in truth. John, the writer of this text, says that he wants the reader to know who Jesus is. Listen to him in John chapter 20, verse 30 and 31, he says, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. John then chooses certain miracles, encounters, and exchanges To record in his gospel with the express purpose of the reader. Believing that his gospel is true. And that Jesus really is the son of God. That's why John writes this gospel. So that we who read it will walk away knowing that Jesus is truly the son of God. Truth is what John is after. After. And so truth, that term, has currency in Greek philosophy, in Roman thought, and in Old Testament writings. In Greek philosophy, truth involves an accurate perspective on reality. In Roman thought, similarly spoke, of truth or veritas as a factual representation of events but in hebrew scripture in old testament scripture truth primarily conveys the notion of god's faithfulness so when jesus is speaking of knowing the truth and knowing that this truth sets one sets one free he is talking about being exposed to the faithfulness of God. It is this faithfulness that we should not deny when we have seen it. As some have the record of doing. It is this faithfulness that we should not rewrite when we have experienced it. It is this faithfulness that we should recognize when we have encountered it. For you know some people would rather count it all as just coincidence when the Lord has been good to them. But the truth of the matter is, it's God's faithfulness. Some would rather consider it as only good fortune. But the truth is that it's God's faithfulness. Some have a problem giving credit to the Lord. They call it good karma and positive energy coming back To you, But the truth of the matter is is that you are a product of the faithfulness of a faithful God. In other words, the Lord has been good to you. And no need are you trying to find some other explanation or give some other language or provide some other analysis. The truth is that God has been walking with you. God has been covering you. God has been keeping you. God has been protecting you. And that is the truth. That's just the truth. You can call it whatever you want to call it, but the truth is God is faithful. Sin, my brothers and sisters, I'm going to hurry to a close, but sin will cause you to deny truth. That's what's happening in this text, Stanley. Jesus says, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And when you keep reading, you will see that Pharisees immediately respond in denial. They say to Jesus, We are the descendants of Abraham. He said, They say, We have never been slaves. What are you going to say about us being free? We've never been. I told you, sin will mess up your perspective. Had they forgotten that Jews were taken captive in Babylon as slaves? When they made this statement, they were under Roman oppression as slaves. Not to mention 400 years of Egyptian bondage, but sin will cause you to deny truth that's right in front of your eyes. The rest of this passage, they go back and forth about who their father is. They are relying upon Abraham and their bloodline. They claim Abraham is our father. Therefore, we are spiritually not slaves. We are the children of God. But Jesus responds saying, if Abraham was your father, you wouldn't be acting the way you act. In other words, you if Abraham was your daddy, if, if you had the bloodline of Abraham and you really had him spiritually, you could not think the way you're thinking and, and think that your behavior would be excused. Jesus says, no, the way you're behaving is of your father, the devil. And the reason that you cannot accept that I'm the son of God, Jesus says, is because you are a child of the devil. Your father is the father of lies. He loved lies. And you cannot accept me, he says, because I am the way, the truth, and the life. My brothers and sisters, some people just love lies. They love lies because lies are just in them. They love lies. They would rather live life through the lens of a lie than through the lens of truth because a lie is more to their liking. The lie is more comfortable. The lie aligns with their desires. But Jesus offers himself as the answer to the lies of the world. And there are three lies, and I'm through, that the world tells us for which we must respond to with truth. Lie number one that the world offers and the devil promotes is that success is found in the accumulation of things. That's lie number one. Success is found in the accumulation of things. But Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. My brothers and sisters, it's a lie that you can find peace in prosperity. It's a lie that you can find joy in your jewelry. It's a lie that you can find value in valuables it is a lie that this world can give you what your soul longs after my brothers and sisters only Jesus can do that that's lie number one that success is found in the accumulation of things but lie number two is that all truths are valid all truths Our valley. Lie number two, you hear folks saying and talking about their truth and living my truth. And their truth is oftentimes in direct opposition to the word of God. And be clear here because I know some of us are quickly going to the homosexuality issue. But this ain't just about homosexuality. Wish I had a witness in here. Because there's a lot of straight folk living crooked lives. Wish I had a witness in here. There's a lot of straight folk who, who are living their truths that don't line up with the word of the Lord. People cheat and call it their truth. Folk have open relationships and call it their truth. Don't try to get quiet now. People do all kinds of things that are clearly against God's word and cozy up to it, calling it their truth. But all truths are not valid expressions of truth. Jesus says you will know the truth, not your truth. You will know the truth, not a truth that works for you. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You cannot be a good Christian wanting to live your truth if your truth is in contradiction to the truth. And that goes for everybody. That goes for everybody. Y'all ain't talking to me. That goes for... For everybody. Amen. Amen. I'm going to live my truth. Amen. Let's live according. To the truth. Right. In all ways. Right, In all spaces. Yeah. In all instances.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let your life. Replicate the truth. Number three, a lie that the world tells us is that all gods are equal. Say it again for the person in the back. The world tells us that there are many gods in this world. Many gods of many religions, but all gods are not equal. I'm gonna say it again because I know somebody is offended right now. All gods are not equal. I but point you to the scripture, First Samuel chapter 5, Philistines have captured the Ark of the Covenant. And the Philistines were a nation of many gods. So when they captured the Ark of the Covenant, they just saw another god that they had in their possession. You read the text. They took the Ark of the Covenant and they brought it from Ebenezer to Hashdod and, and set the Ark of the Covenant next to the god Dagon. Dagon was their God. The Ark of the Covenant represented the God. Wish I had a witness in here. When they woke up the next morning, Dagon had fallen to the floor. Why? Because no God can compare to the God. They, 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 the Philistines saw their God on the floor and they went and they picked him up. Let me pause right there because I don't need a God that I have to pick up. I, I don't need a God that I have to pick up and put back on his pedestal, but I need a God who can pick me. I, I need a God who when I fall, he can... Pick me up and set me down and place me where I need to be. I need a God. They, they picked up their God and put him back. On his pedestal, and the next morning they came, and Dagon was on the floor again. But this time his arms were crushed and his legs were broken off. Why? Because there is no god like our God. There is no god who can compare to our God. No god's reach is as far as our God's reach. No god's footsteps can walk and. The world says that all gods are good and that all paths lead to God. But don't believe the lie. There is no God like our God. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. The truth is that God says, God says, I am the Lord, thy God. There shall have no other gods before me, beside me, around me. Can't know God. I know that's not good English, but it feels good. Can't no God compare to our God. There is no God like ours. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Truth is under attack truth is under assault. It has been forever. It started in the garden of Eden. The devil attacked the truth of God. He came to the woman and said, did God really say? Truth has been under attack since the very beginning and it shall continue to be but the people of truth who know the truth must stand on the truth for mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord glory glory hallelujah his truth is marching The Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you and give you his peace. some difficult days ahead he said that on the eve that he was assassinated and unfortunately we still have some difficult days ahead we still have some challenges to face we still have some evil to defeat. Nineteen states across this country have enacted voter suppression laws such that elections that were won in the last cycle they intend for you not to win them this time. But truth that is crushed to the earth It will rise again. Yeah, we've got some difficult days ahead, but I believe that the God who's been with us is the God who will stay with us. The God who saw us through 400 years of chattel slavery, the God who brought us through Fifty-plus years of Jim Crow. The God who kept us is the God who is yet keeping us. But we've got work to do, y'all. We got to register people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This ain't the sermon you came for, but this the one you're gonna get. We got to register folk to vote. We got to support our HBCUs. We have to give. We have to support our churches, our institutions that have been there for us. Yeah, we got to support our NAACP. Y'all ain't talking to me. We got to show up for the fights, the struggles, all of those things that we've done in the past to get us where we are. We can't stop doing it now. I know that there have to be some new soldiers on the front lines. There have to be some new leaders who have the fire, who have the will, who who get fired up and who won't be turned around. So it's not just a song we sing at Black History Month, but it's a reality that we live all 12 months of the year. because there are forces who want to take everything that you've gained. And you can act like you don't believe it if you want to. But that's the truth. And the truth will set you free. Listen, there is another truth though that is more important even than those things. And that is this. That Jesus Christ Died on a cross for your sins. That Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. And listen to me: there are many things that that are lacking with people, and lacking with institutions, lacking with the church. Church is not a perfect place. We are not perfect people. We do things, we say things that don't always come out the best way. We make mistakes. Can I get a witness? But I promise you, the church is the perfect place for imperfect people. The church is the perfect place for imperfect people. And if you know there are some things that you need working on in your life, this is the perfect place for you. Starting with a relationship with God through Jesus Christ so we invite you if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior won't you pray this prayer Father in the name of Jesus I come to you right now accepting Jesus to be the Lord of my life I believe it to be true that Jesus is the Son of God I believe it to be true that he died on a cross for my sins and I believe it to be true that he rose again from the dead and right now I accept him As Lord and Savior of my life, save me in the name of Jesus. Let me walk according to your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, if you're here, we want to see you at the conclusion of service. Come down here and meet us here. If you prayed that prayer and you're watching online, call the number that's on your screen. There's someone waiting to speak with you to give you further steps that you might live your new faith in Jesus Christ and walk with us as you journey in your new faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. All right. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Listen. February is the first Sunday of February. We need to recognize our February babies. Amen. Any February birthdays this month? Let us see. Our, amen. God bless you. Stand to your feet. Y'all keep playing. Come on, stand to your feet. Glory, glory. Happy birthday, happy birthday to all our February babies, and happy birthday to you at home who are sharing in the February in the month of February. Won't you stand
1: to your feet? Glory, glory.